SSAW proudly presents Full Court Press, the podcast hosted by the Craft Factory, coming at you live with another episode. Now let's check out what's happening in basketball across the campuses and around the league. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Full Court Press Podcast, episode four, I believe. Uh, we got some usual suspects, but some new ones in the house today. We got Rob, we got uh, Abraham, we got Matt. It's a full yeah. house today. Is your truly your 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 best host? You got Cecil Williams from the Crab Factory and full basketball is in just full effect we got college in full effect now nba is hitting about the second week well third week really of the the league and of course we got high school hoops that's opening up shout out to you know teams like sierra canyon that's putting on highlight reels every game um and lose and winning by 100 every game (laughs) so anyways um how are you feeling guys rob you say you was on level two man how was that next win Oh, it was great, man. It was great. Can't ask for much more. Against Porzingis. And I will be going to the game this upcoming week when Dallas comes to MSG and we give them another loss. Look, now, if y'all win, now, if y'all win again at MSG, we probably not going to hear from Rob for like a good week. (laughs) Yo, look, if we win again, all those power forwards. We all going to get together. We all going to get together these next couple of days. We going to all put our Tims on. You know, we going to get a, a, little, a little prayer circle going, you know. We going 2-0 against the Mavs Look, right now. That'll be, that'd be crazy. That'll be crazy. But first thing first, we're going to start with the kids first. College basketball has opened up with a bang. So many great talents out there, top teams. It started with uh, a great game with Duke and and uh, Michigan. I'm sorry, Duke and – who did they play, guys? Duke and – Michigan, right? Uh, wasn't it? Wasn't it Kansas? Kansas. Oh, we played Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. It was Michigan the against the Kentucky. Kentucky. Who played in Kentucky? Some yeah. Great freshmen stood out, but one freshman who is in the news for something that you know people tend to get busted with is money, and apparently Wiseman is ineligible, ruled ineligible, ineligible uh, because of funds that he took. Um, from the coach Penny Hardaway, and Penny Hardaway back then was wasn't even a coach of Memphis. He was a high school coach, and he, was, now the, bo- he was on the booster yeah, club, right? He, yeah. So, and they're labeling him as yeah, he was one of the boosters, and he's offering the money to move to Memphis, and there he played travel ball and high school ball, and Penny had an easier access to, of course, recruit him, and it was just a connection that was that was there. Wiseman then went to Memphis and the rest is history. So now NCAA has discovered that they are, they put up all that info and now they're wagging their fingers like, nope, he's ineligible. He took money. He, even though he played, so he's playing off of a restraining order. So as this restraining order is in play and certain things are in effect, of course, Memphis has found a little, little crook in the rule book. And he's going to continue playing, uh, quote of Penny Hardaway's words, after their game last night. So, fellas, there's quite a bit to unpack in, in so little time. Um, I'm going to start with Rob. I'm going to wake him up off that next victory. Rob, man, how, you saw, <laughs> you, I know you heard about this news. And when you look at Wiseman and you see the 
what the NCAA has done, does this make the NCAA look bad? Or do you think they're just doing their job? I mean, I think in most cases, if, if, if we're going to be honest, it, it make, the NCAA usually does look bad because it feels like almost a system in which they're very selective on which types of players they, they do these types of things to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not naive. As sports fans, we know, we know this stuff goes on with just mm-hmm. about any star player across any, any uh, sport in college. Um, so this to me just seems very, you know, very selective on their part. The, the kids still came out and dropped 17 and 9. Um, I know a lot of a lot of uh, like mock drafts had him going at number one. I didn't particularly have have him going at number one. Definitely me didn't see him as a top five pick though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I had him at top five, but you know, I think I think more than just him because I think this is going to be a lengthy process that they go through with a bunch of you know lawyers and all this type of stuff. But I think more than him, I think we just have to look at the impact that this has on the potential upcoming draft. You know, now we have a, a potential top five that's going to be very very uh, top heavy with guards mm-hmm. but you did have Wiseman who was like that one big man who you know could be beneficial to some of the teams that end up on that top five spot so now some of those lottery teams might have to look in a different direction yeah and I think with with another thing to point out is with these new rules setting in play of you know collegiate players making money and off their names and likeness when you put yourself in the NCAA shoes it's like they're in hot water right now because they don't want nothing else to happen so it's almost right. seems like they're trying to jump on the ball before it bites them. And so, Matt, when you see that from that perspective, how much of an impact is this pertaining to people voting? Like, hey, this is why we should still have eliminate the one and done rule. Like, this is why we should bring back, you know, high school players should just go to the league back in the old days because of stuff like this. Because let's just face it, kids, there's still kids out here that exactly. are, are, are balling and still might get a little something, something from from coaches and stuff because they need it. We're broke. like We're out here trying to ball and do all this stuff. And now when you go to college, now they want to bring up old stuff. So just looking at the, the, diet, the, the paradigm of things shifting and players getting money in the way that I guess they'll allow it to, how much does this impact when it comes to just the one and done rule, the, the money and all of that jumbled together. Yeah, that's what you gotta gotta say too. They're kids, right? They're, yeah. they're 18 year olds. Like what 18 year old, if you got a skill, doesn't want to make money off it, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's a broken system, what Rob said. Um, the NCA, they just, I feel like they're trying to stay above float. Um, they they kind of know like they're they're screwed, right? It happened in California where, where they could start paying um, when did that happen? A couple months ago? Yeah, like a couple months start, ago. They, yeah, last just month they start paying. So we're going to see that, I think, throughout um, the country. Um, but yeah. it's heartbreaking, man, because you got to look at it. I'm like, this is a kid. Like, they, they moved him. That's what they did. They paid for him to move, his yeah. family to move. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So I think NCAA is just trying to stay above float right now. Um, but they know, I think, deep down that they're yeah. screwed. Does this, does this, will this impact like committees and even, cause of course we all know LeBron James was kind of the spearhead when it comes to getting these players paid, but when and he wants also, his son to get paid, <laughs> <laughs> this true, that's true. But, and, and at the same time, do you feel like also this has major impact on them coming back to the table as far as the one and done rule? 
because this has been a conversation as far as like, hey, this is why so-and-so should just go straight to the league. This is why it's stupid to have this one-and-done rule because you guys are over here trying to pretty much get people caught up or bring up old stuff, old records, old history books, and you're trying to ride that out because you know that once this, once these rules come into play as far as pay, pe- players getting paid off their likeness, then it's a wrap. It's like you're not making as much money as you used to when it comes off these players. You're making money off these television revenues, coaches, and stuff like that. So does this have an impact on the one-and-done rule? Oh, I think so for sure. I think if you even play NBA 2K, right when you get to, like, 2022, uh, the one-and-done, like, you can draft people from high school. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think for real, though, um, it does. I think I think we'll see that rule kind of disappear. Um, yeah. But then it's going to be hard for schools like Kentucky, right, where they built a system off of one-and-done. Yeah, Calipari's a genius. He he's he's transferred that that program in a major way. Abraham, if you are James Wiseman, like put yourself in his shoes. You're a center at Memphis. When you was younger, you took money, and you know you, you were happy. You moved. You're playing. Now you're in the travel ball system with the coach that you know that that really loves you, cares about you. You go to Memphis. You're playing. You bought out the first game. And then they tap your phone and be like, yo, you can't play. You took money. That's illegal. And now you're ineligible. And now your school put up the restrainer against the judge and all of this stuff. And now you're still playing, but you're still like, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just balling. So if you were him, put yourself in his shoes. What's your mindset? What do you do? And how do you approach it? First off, I'm pissed at my parents. Um, the reason being is that I never right. accepted any money. You know, all I know is that yeah. oh, we're moving. Oh, I get to play for True. Uh, Coach Penny. But the way it's been twisted is, is that the way it's been portrayed is that Penny is a is a family friend. So it's like oh, you know, I'm I'm playing with Uncle Penny. Like cool, I'm I'm down for that in high school of travel ball. That's that's exciting. But I'm also pissed at my parents because they should be aware that this is this is something that could be a risk, you know, like they should have been smarter, even though I, I totally disagree with what the NCAA is doing, especially from something mm-hmm. that's so far back. It's not like, oh, it was just last year, we they, mm-hmm. he got paid a little something, something to go to Memphis. This was something that was traded a few years ago. But um, I'm annoyed that my parents, like, didn't yeah. think about this at first. And then moving on, I'm just like, yo, I mean, people had me highly touted before I even played college mm-hmm. ball. I had two games under my belt where I showed out. I mean, his his last game last night, he had 17 points on four shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're, you're, you've, you've shown a little something, something, and while this will definitely hurt your draft stock in the sense of you won't be a top a lottery pick uh, 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 at least the number one pick like you were portrayed you'll still be drafted yeah. you know so at the point is just you just gotta keep your head down stay focused focus on what you can control and that's if you're on the court you're gonna continue yeah. playing if you're not on the court keep yourself healthy uh, get through this year of school make sure that there's no distractions to derail you yeah. That would be that's what I would yeah. do. Yeah, and to his credit, I mean, he's staying focused. He's still balling out. It's not like 
he heard the news and now he's just playing like it's weighing him down. He's still playing like he's one of the best players on the he's court. He's playing great. And like- I appreciate it. Yeah. It's crazy that he scored 17 off of four That's shots. Amazing. He scored 28 his first game against South Carolina State, and then he had five blocks last night, too. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he did. 17, 9, and 5. He he went 4 yeah. for 4, scored 17 points, got five and blocks. Memphis, and Memphis That's- is not a, a team that's that's going to be lacking if he let's just say he just didn't play this this they have a one of the top recruiting class that came in so it's not like Wiseman's gone just the whole team is just shot they still got a pretty deep squad Boogie's been so balling hopefully yeah and he's yeah right so he's so it's not like it's not like they're just shot out the water but hopefully that situation gets rectified because he is one of the top freshmen and he is that's one of the top freshmen in the country and there's many more freshmen that has been kind of taken everything by storm and so when you look at a freshman across the country you know you see Cole Anthony you see Maxi, who was balling I'm not even gonna lie to you he balled in front of Durant and all them boys uh against Michigan State and then you got Anthony Edwards from Georgia and, and Josh Green and McDaniels and all these boys uh Rob if there was a standout freshman that you saw who would it be I mean I think if I think it's real easy just to go with Cole Anthony you know uh, I think that that's probably going to be the the popular answer. There are definitely some other guys who, yeah. who made an impact. But Cole Anthony, you know, we talk about... I just want to take it quickly back to, like, yesterday, for example. You know, I know, like, on, on the page, there were there were uh, posts talking about someone like Lonzo Ball being a bust, for example. And yeah. I think it's important to clarify the term bust because, you know, a lot of people look at that term as someone who didn't meet expectations. And I know it's still way mm-hmm. too early, but, you know, with with everything that happened with Wiseman, you're potentially looking at Cole Anthony now being the number one pick in this upcoming draft. And boy, is he showing out as the number one pick of this upcoming draft. Like, yeah. you know, you have guys who have these expectations that don't really don't really play to that standard, at least in the beginning. But man, 34 points, um, 11 rebounds. I think it was like five or six assists like that is that's an all out performance and, and definitely worthy of being a potential number one pick. Mm hmm. Yeah, Matt, who you got as your standout? Yeah, I can't say Weissman or Cole Anthony, so I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. <laughs> um, 20, mm. 24 points, uh, shot 43% from the field, 57% from three, uh, nine rebounds, three assists, four steals. A solid... Nine rebounds for a guard, Yeah, that's too. a solid two guard. And what, what is he? He's like 200-something pounds. He's like, he's a big boy. Yeah. 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 Uh, He's and yeah, I've seen him play. He can. He's a big, girthy <laughs> dude that can rebound the ball and push the ball up the court. So he's not. He ain't no slouch. He's not no skinny. You know, one guard. He's a solid yeah. two. Uh, Abraham. Abraham. I know you've been watching watching the bas- college basketball hoops, man. The first week. Who, who you got? Man, I'm gonna um, go totally different from the from the big names a little bit. And uh, highlight a cat from Auburn. Shout out to Sean for putting mm-hmm. me on. Isaac Okoro. Um, I'm going to assume he's he's African. And he could have. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, is uh, that just me? <laughs> yeah, they didn't like they, He didn't like it. They didn't like you guys. Because <laughs> he went against the biggest. Auburn, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you went against this. You should have thought smarter <laughs> than that, man. Um, so, Auburn, I, I, I'm saying, yeah. 
<laughs> right. So no, I think my take, uh, my take is, I, I gotta go with Cole Anthony. I mean, I, he's his game. I watched his game, and it's smooth. And a lot of times, you you can tell who's NBA ready by how smooth they play the game. Mm. And Cole Anthony is a type of cat that even his off balance shots. It doesn't look like he's trying to adjust his body so much or force his way into the shot. There's a couple of plays I've seen where he took an and one, and it was a smooth, it was a smooth just drive. It wasn't like he was bothered by the contact. He took the contact and still followed through with this shot. And for even from like from my basketball experience, one of the things that my coach always taught me was play through the contact. And when you see college players that play through the contact with confidence and smoothness. That's a key thing that NBA scouts look for. Is if you can be smooth with your with your your game, then you'll be fine handling the NBA level because there's plenty of contact. It's faster. So when you look at Cole Anthony, he is without a doubt like right now he looks NBA ready. Maybe probably needs to grow a little bit. Obviously, gets more mature, gets older, pick up a little weight, but <laughs> he looks he looks ready just because of how he plays the game. Abraham, you cut off. Yeah. I don't know if Anchor does not like your pick or what. You said all <laughs> so, <laughs> Anchor, like, uh, we are here to like Cole Anthony. No, no, no. Either Max or Anthony. Nah. Uh, who you got? Who's go Continue on, Isaac. Isaac Okoro, a uh, forward from Auburn. He's uh, 6'6", about 220-something. Um, his, his numbers aren't eye-popping. Like, he's not putting up 20, 10, and 10 or anything like that. But... Yeah. It's his efficiency. His first game, he had 12 points on six of nine shooting. His second game um, last night, he had uh, against a very talented Davidson squad, a veteran Davidson squad. He had 17 points on like um, yeah. five of six. Yes, on five of six shooting. So 17 points on five of six shooting, two of three from the three point land. Like that's just efficiency, especially from that uh from that position. Um, you know, we're used to seeing uh, forwards who uh, think that they, they got that curry range and will start forcing <laughs> shots. This man, he only took yeah. three-pointers and made two of them. Otherwise, he was focused on getting his buckets, focused on making sure he got to the line. So that's very impressive for me. And so I'm not saying he's number one, but he's definitely a lottery pick to yeah. um, keep in mind for people who need that three, four spot. Yeah. Uh, what what's up with no love for Maxi, huh? Are we t- are we looking at that game as like oh, okay that was one game or what's what's I hear I'm noticing there's not a lot of love for Tyrese Maxi. We gonna keep our eye on Maxi for sure. Um, he had a great first game, second game he he was a little quiet. So as the season yeah. goes on, as he starts to build on that, I mean um, that's one of the things we gotta make sure we we keep in mind is that these guys are freshmen, so they're gonna have their slumps. Yeah. But the, the notable ones will be the ones that stay consistent throughout. And um, when Maxi starts getting consistent, oh, he's going to definitely be getting a lot of love. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely see you guys. It's, it's, I love the freshmen. And even when you when you talk about coaches that are coaching these players, you know, with North Carolina, Will Williams, and people like Calipari, they know how to whip freshmen into shape. If there's any coaches that know how to do it, it's them. And even, even Penny Hardaway with the top recruiting class – he had, they all got solid teams. So this this freshman class is is going to be very guard heavy, but at the same time, um, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a lot of parity, just like the NBA. 
a lot of people have mentioned the fact that because Zion is out, this this season is much more competitive, much more closer. You know, with teams like even Louisville looks dangerous. Uh, so it's 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 gonna be fun. I'm excited to watch it. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna turn on into the NBA. And the one question that people are starting to trickle in is what player would you want to start your franchise uh, player team excuse me around so we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back oh one of these days we're gonna have to discuss this load management topic by the way yes <laughs> that can if, put that down in the google yeah. that can actually be the next episode there's some good international players too that are gonna be coming up in this draft yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to definitely highlight them yeah, like like uh, Lamelo, Lamelo RJ, 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 RJ Hampton, yeah. Lamelo Ball, yeah, Lamelo Ball, the one international player that everybody talks about, Lamelo Ball from Triple B, right? Danny Abadija, I don't even know how to say Israel, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of these cats are going international, but they're not even international. Like that's what's actually taking place. Like RJ Hampton is where's he yes. from? Here. I don't even know, but I know he's here. Yeah, like, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Might be another topic too to see whether um this is going to be a permanent thing or whether it's just temporary before the NCAA Exactly. Into because if they don't get there, if they don't get their crap together, you're gonna see a lot of players going. Hey, he was a five-star recruit out of Texas. Yeah. R.J. Hampton. That's and then crazy. he reclassified, I believe. All right, we're gonna come on back. Uh, we got the franchise starter, and then the one hot take as far as what you're focused on in the NBA. Am I missing anything, or was that it? No, that was it. it was just three topics. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Rob, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> he's on like a he's on a low two. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, what's that? Everybody be good? Yeah. Okay. All right, welcome back, guys. We are back with Full Core Press Podcast, presented by the Craft Factory. We'll jump into the league. And as we know, LeBron is is playing like he on a mission. Kawhi is playing well when he plays <laughs> is playing like one of the top one of the top players top two players in the game and then there's this huge question of you know LeBron or Kawhi LeBron or Kawhi and of course we got to throw in Michael Jordan and people want to say well who's the greatest and and all of this nonsense so the question though is which player would you want to start your franchise around? We got Michael Jordan and LeBron and Kawhi, and they are starting to be compared, which, I mean, if I, if I had a hot take, I, they're non-comparable, honestly. But since everybody's talking about it, we're just going to dive into it. Rob, who would you start your franchise around? All right, before I answer this question, I just want to throw a question out to, to everybody else who's here on the podcast. Are we setting some type of parameters for this question? Because I was I was trying to analyze it, and it's like, what what exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about like what era are we talking about? Are we talking about you know current era or like? And I think that's where the biggest like 
needle in the haystack is as far as the eras that was my thing i'm like one they're not compared because of the eras i guess you could say that like lebron and Kawhi are more is more of a fair question but when you look at michael it's it's michael that's why it's always so hard to throw mj into the conversation because it's so different right yeah right so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it simple i'm gonna keep it simple just by saying that like if I had to start a franchise, I'd go with MJ just because, you know, I think MJ is the greatest basketball player of all time. But I, I am going to provide, like, some some small, like, breakdown. So while I was looking at it, I was just making some points for each player. So I think that that's a key, like I said. Like, we definitely do have to specify, like, what era of basketball we're talking about. Um, but I think, you know, you go with MJ because MJ, he's undefeated in the finals. He has that killer mentality. And I'm, and I'm comparing them to the two other players that we're talking about. So I would put MJ mm. on a higher level of killer mentality than LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Now, um, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron might be better choices if we're talking about this current NBA that we're in right now. Um, because I think that I think that in this current NBA, I think you need less talented pieces, especially how the teams are formulated na- like now. You know, you have all these all these duos compared to a couple years ago mm-hmm. when there was these trios. I think there's there's a, le- a lesser need for talented pieces to put around those players that can complement them. Um, but I think Kawhi, Kawhi's advantage is he presents the best combo of offense and defense over MJ, over MJ and, and LeBron, even though MJ in his own right was also a great defensive player. I think LeBron mm-hmm. presents um, across all aspects of offense, not just scoring. I think LeBron probably has the, the best set um, in that term. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with MJ, and I think I think that it's it might not be a popular op- opinion right now because I think the opinion of people is easily skewed by what they're actually seeing. So there's a lot of people that will, you know, including myself, where we didn't actually see Michael Jordan play like in his prime and understood what was actually happening. But I'm watching LeBron and Kawhi play in this era, and I understand what's actually happening. So opinion is, is skewed a little bit that way. Um, you know, for the general fan who might not, you know, study the sport in depth or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'd go MJ. But I will say that it, it will be impressive if, if Kawhi is able to win three titles with three with three different teams, which is a definitely real possibility with the Clippers right now. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's the thing to think about because I mean, when you I mean, if you want to throw in the whole loyalty topic or whatever, but it's regardless, right. Kawhi doing this with right. multiple teams, multiple systems, multiple coaches. That's, and I think I, I mean, think one more I, thing that that's, that's crazy. One more thing that you guys can talk about because since I already took the time to talk about it, but since we're talking about franchise starter, we can't just talk about this person on the court. We have to talk about them off the court. You know, marketability and, and yeah. sales and everything yeah. like that. But I'll I'll let these other guys get into that. Yeah, but uh, Abraham, when you when you see these these three, and you see their play on the court, like how does that affect? your what you feel as like okay i will start my my team around this particular player well first off um you're not gonna like what i have to say um <laughs> we never do <laughs> <laughs> you know this question i'm just eliminating mj as an option for me um the reason being is i agree with what you and rob said um it gets a little messy and people tend to uh get real nitpicky especially when you come to the different areas so i'm just going to eliminate uh mj from the from my list of options and keep it between um 
LeBron and Kawhi. Uh, Gibson just uh, unfriended you. Gibson just unfriended you right now. <laughs> Congratulations on the marriage. Um, we're all excited. We all wish you the best. Um, but I got to go with Kawhi, the biggest reason. I knew you was going to say some. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I knew Excuse me, sir. The reason I'm going with Kawhi is just you have to look at his career. Um, he started off more as a defensive, as a defensive uh, specialist, you know. And as the years went on, you start to see more of that offensive prowess. Um, you guys remember a few years ago when that Nike commercial came out about uh, who would win, Kawhi's defense versus Kawhi's offense. And people were like, yo, this is actually a tough question. And at first I was like, man, Kawhi's defense is instant. But then when you really look at it, you're just like, huh. Like this guy offensively, he doesn't force shots. He takes efficient shots that he knows he can make. He, he his, his instinct is just on another level. Not saying that LeBron doesn't possess that at all. LeBron, I mean, he's a he's an offensive juggernaut. But as of right now, I like the better combination of defense and offense that um, I would get from Kawhi. And that's what I would want, especially just his personality. He's just quiet. He's, as as Lowry likes to call him, he's the Terminator. Who doesn't want a Terminator on their squad, you know? Um, therefore, I'm going to go with the Terminator as my franchise player. Um, it's going to be glorious, and y'all just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> um, Matt, I, are you going to go with Kawhi, too? I should, right? Because he's I'm from Riverside, California. He played at, at King High School. Um, but no, I'm going with LeBron. I'm going with the, with the other option. Um, is, is it because you're a Lakers fan? Like we just, I just want to <laughs> establish the uh, the the potential for bias here. No, no, not because I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, no, partly. He, I mean, he's playing insane right now, though. Um, leading the Lakers seven and one. Uh, but no, I like I, LeBron. What's this year? Seventeen. His injury history. Um, I'm a pastor, so I'm a prophet. I, I already knew LeBron was not going to get injured. So Kawhi, Kawhi's already he's, he's injured. And, you know, wait, going, wait. What? When did you make this prophecy? Before uh, last season or after last season? Way, way, way before, way before. This was like so. After last season. <laughs> <laughs> no, LeBron was just taking some time off. He was just he was just, just, just vacationing. He wasn't really hurt. He was he was enjoying LA, oh, just waiting, God. just waiting for AD to come. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Part of the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll just wait for AD. Um, but no, I like his offensively. I love LeBron. I would if I'm building a franchise, I'll add like Pat Bev. And some of those those defensive guys around LeBron, um, I like his size and his strength, his speed, just the way he gets to the basket. And we're looking at LeBron from when he's been in the NBA all the way through. Nobody wants to get in that way. Of, he's like a train. Um, and just watching him now, the way he shoots, it's um, it's incredible to watch the way his shot has gotten so much better uh, from when he entered into the league. Um, yeah, and his and we got to look off court too, and, and on court his leadership ability, 
the way he leads, the way he gives to the community. Um, I, I took all of those in factor. Uh, so let me just say this. Kawhi will never be, in my opinion, will never be a player that I would start my franchise around. Here's why. And this is why your and, team and this, would fail to my team. This is, <laughs> and this is, oh, do we not, we're not going there at all. We're not going there. Um, my franchise will thing, definitely destroy your franchise. Let's, let's run it. 2K. Thing, oh, my God. This is about to be a side episode. Um, <laughs> one intangible. Well, I'm sorry. One thing that I think separates Kawhi from LeBron greatly is there's one intangible that I notice and LeBron has a knack for pouring or teaching other players on the fly and I have never ever seen and if he doesn't practice fine in his private time fine but Kawhi does not have the mindset to say, oh, let me run this by him or let me tell him or let me teach him this so I don't have to do this. LeBron, from from Cleveland all the way till now, I've seen him be a player of, yes, great talents, great court vision all the way. And that's another way, uh, reason why I vote for him as far as, yeah, just I'll start my team around him and he can give you 10 assists easily or more. But his intangible to correct or teach or pour into other players in the in-game adjustments. I don't see Kawhi ever do that. So, and I think Kawhi relies more on chemistry more than vocal ability to teach or to say, hey, let me pull you to the side and teach you something. It's He needs chemistry. Versus LeBron can teach you something, and if you get it, we're good to go. And I think even that's what you're seeing right now with the Lakers. So, for me, I say LeBron is the perfect player to start your franchise around because of that intangible alone. Yes, we can point out the, the passing. Yes, we can point out the, the physical abilities. I mean, yeah, he's 6'8", 250 at least. But when it comes to being able to teach other players, I, I can't... I, if Kawhi had that, I would probably go with Kawhi too, honestly. Because Kawhi got... Kawhi, Kawhi has the defense. Kawhi has the, the, the smoothest on this offensive game. Um, he's poised, he's clutch, he, he has it all. But that's the one thing that I think separates him from LeBron. And I don't know if Kawhi will ever get that. I don't know if Kawhi will ever grow into that. But I just, I, that that to me separates LeBron from everybody else. Now, of course, MJ, MJ is MJ. I will pick him any day of the week. But because if it was LeBron and Kawhi, I got to go LeBron for that. Here's my thing, though. Um Yes, LeBron is definitely a more vocal, vocal presence. But there are all there are different kinds of leaders. You know, Kawhi is more of the silent leader. And um, I don't know if you noticed, if you saw, like week one uh, of the season, Yvonne Zubak had talked about that, saying that, oh, y'all don't see that Kawhi talks a lot. In public, y'all don't see that. But in private, he's always teaching. He's always encouraging. He's always just giving words of wisdom. So for me, that's the that's the type of leader I want. Someone who's who's not vocally like all up in your face. Who's not like oh right there, but someone who gets it done behind the, behind closed doors. It's like, look, this is what we need to do. And every I feel like I would mm-hmm. rally more around that because this is a guy who's about business. You know, 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like my leaders to be more uh, quiet uh, in public, but definitely talkative in, in private, which is what Kawhi is, um, opposed to a leader like LeBron, who essentially lays it out all, all there. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not my style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, everyone's saying Kawhi can win with his third team, but so can LeBron this year. LeBron can win with his third team as well. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, you can go with either one, um, and that's something that's always going to be up for debate. Of course, eras play a big factor. That's why, ultimately, MJ is that GOAT because he played an era where the fouls today were not even fouls at all. Like, you can get punched in the stomach and not be foul. It won't be a foul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's it was rough, and he played through that. And players today don't play through anything as well as they did back in the day with MJ and, and all those boys. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be a continuous discussion. and But we'll see definitely if LeBron or Kawhi can get that third ring. E- either way, it'll still be impressive. But as we look into the upcoming week of the NBA altogether, we see some teams that are, are rising. We see some teams that are catching us by surprise. You know, shots in Miami and Phoenix. And, uh, you know, players that are balling right now, Kyrie Irving and Dame Lillard each went for uh, over 50. They, uh, no, not Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell, excuse me. D'Angelo Russell went uh, over 50. They still lost. Um, and then you have injuries. <laughs> they still took a They still took a They're tanking. Yeah, so they, they have... How, but side note, how crazy would it be for the Warriors to tank, get the number one, number three pick at least, and come back with Clay Thompson, Curry, their top pick, and Draymond. That's I that's mean, that's stupid. That's how you retool. That's how you retool. That's how you do it. Competitive, right there. Exactly. Take a year funny. off, come back, <laughs> <laughs> boom. That's crazy. But we got we're going to another week of some jam packed games. Uh, Lowry suffered a fractured thumb. So that help that does not help the Raptors at all. But Siakam has been balling his contract out like no other player I've ever seen. Uh, Bogdanovich is coming to form with Utah. Conley's look like he's starting to wake up with Utah now. Giannis is still Giannis. That that Laker defense is looking ferocious. Let's go and Paul George, but Paul George is coming back and it's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be so, interesting how he fits. I think he fits just fine <laughs> with that with that team. Honestly, to be honest, I think Doc Rivers is going to work his 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 and he, he's going to fit well. And I think him, Paul George, seeing the team play without him in it, I think helped Paul George to see where he fits. That's scary. Keep so, in mind, Billy Donovan made Paul George and Russell Westbrook work. So yeah. I have the utmost confidence in Doc Rivers to get it done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rob, if you're still there, uh, <laughs> he's napping after that Knicks party last night, <laughs> Mr. Two. Um, so looking at this week, give me your one big take for this next upcoming week. I mean, the thing I'm paying most attention to this week is something we were talking about is Porzingis's return to MSG. Of course. Yeah. That's 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 the big thing for me. I mean, there's there's a lot more stuff going on around the league. You know, I think I think in terms of the league as a whole, 
I think it's been really exciting to see so many uh, contenders, even even though it's still early, but mm -hmm. so many actual contenders for MVP. Like you have guys who are like, like you said, like Siakam, who I wasn't, who wasn't a guy that I was necessarily sold on. Um, you know, you have a lot of guys putting together impressive performances. I am, I am a little worried. You know, it's still early in the season. A lot of guys. Um, based on the positions that they're in, whether it's due to injuries or the positions that they're in in certain teams, a little of the stats are inflated, you know, for a little, uh, a yeah. little of, the, of the role players. Like, you have a guy like Marcus Morris for the Knicks who's almost averaging 20 points a game, you know. Like, Which so is crazy, yeah. Right, because he's essentially the number one scoring option at the moment. Um, but, you know, yeah. and we're getting great performances from rookies as well. You know, RJ, John Moran, um, none. Yeah. Like and we're and we're still waiting on the debut of Zion, you know, when whenever that eventually yeah. happens. So it's a lot of things to look forward to. But I will say I am looking forward um to the return of I will be at that game. I will be there um twenty five percent cheering, seventy five percent boom. <laughs> so like we'll 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 see we'll see what happens. Yeah. And and uh, well how do you how do you feel? Just a side question. How do you feel RJ RJ Barrett is is doing? Like he's 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 looking steady. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not like he's standing out or blowing up, but he's just he's steady. And that's honestly, from my take, like like that's all you can ask for right now. Right. That that's the thing with me, man. It's like you don't have to. I don't set high expectations for people. So I think if you, I think if whatever you did in college, if you stay steady to what your numbers were, I don't know if anyone can ask more from you, at least not your rookie year. Like I think RJ is averaging like 17, 18 points a game. Last, last night was a weak yeah. game for him offensively, you know, scoring wise, but um, he did play good defense in certain key moments. He was uh, rebounding the ball. And the thing that I like most about him is to be honest, his frustration, like the kid wants to be great. There were a lot of moments in that game mm -hmm. where he'd go up for a layup or a play wouldn't go his way and you would just see it in his face his body language that he has this tremendous like tremendous amount of frustration and you had some of the veterans on the team you know being like it's all right man it's all right like shake it off so you know R rj i think i think has that killer mentality where you know things aren't going his way and and i think he's going to do everything he can to to be successful on the knicks yeah uh Matt, who are what are you looking at this week, this upcoming week? Yeah, I went a little different. I just wrote down three games I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this week. Uh, three matchups. Uh, the first one is Monday, Dallas at Boston. I don't know why I, I like watching this. Uh, these two um, guys from Dallas, Porzingis, and, and how they're going to come yeah, off of that Knicks win. Whoa. Or the Knicks loss, mm -hmm. I mean. Knicks loss, Knicks loss. <laughs> Against Boston, who's fun to watch. So I think that'll be a fun game. On Monday, the Lakers just saying we fought. Oh, it's it's a glory. Today's gonna be a glorious day. Oh, look at that. Today's gonna be a <laughs> don't, glorious don't be day. fooled though. Matt's making these points all decked out in LeBron gear though. Lakers got an easy win tomorrow against the Raptors. I'm not scared of Siakam. Oof. Um, <laughs> Siakam <laughs> drops 60 and get a W, boy. Um, Clippers Rockets on Wednesday. We're gonna have. We should have Paul yes, George back, right? That was the one. Paul yeah. George. He will either be back for that game or the um Portland game, I believe, because that they're on a back to back, so it's one or the other. Yeah, hopefully it's this Clippers Rockets matchup. Uh, you get Westbrook, Harden, you get George and Kawhi and the rest of the Clippers team. So I think that'd be a really fun game, especially if we can get two healthy rosters going at it. Um, mm -hmm. that could be really fun. And then Thursday, 
Um, I, this was the this was the one I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that one. The Nuggets and Nets. Um, I think mm-hmm. could be a good matchup. I think Kyrie can. Uh, I want to see Kyrie and Jamal Murray go at it. Um, I would love to see that. But yeah, Nets Nuggets. Those are three games that I looked at all the games this week. I was like those are the ones that stick out to me the most. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking at that Clippers Rockets game. Uh, Paul George should be back. I, I really want to see what Harden. Where's his mind at? I want to say. I want to know where Harden is at right now because his he is he's not shooting the ball well at all. That team just doesn't look together. They look. They're playing like they don't have any identity. No fluidity. Defensive shot. I just. I, I really don't know who they are right now. So we'll definitely see. Of course, you got the Spurs, who are quiet as usual, quiet, but they they just keep it steady. So we'll definitely see Abraham. Um, who is who are you looking at, and what or what teams are you looking at this week? Abraham, go again. Oh, go out. It says he's in here. Oh, oh there no, we go. he's gone. No, he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> he made those uh, jokes. Um, man, Anchor really don't care, you know? Anchor <laughs> don't care about Abraham, man. Who is Abraham? No, he's about to say oh, something crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy. So, I'm going to say it again. Anchor, you're going to have to roll with me. I am a Boston Celtics fan. As a result, kid, what I'm kid, looking kid. forward to is actually next weekend when we start our West Coast road trip and we go up against the Clippers, we go up against the Nuggets, we go up against Golden State, um, Phoenix. However, since that's in time for the next episode, um, I'm looking forward. We play the Spurs. That's always that's always a good team to, to match up against. Um, like you said, see, so the Spurs, quiet, getting it done. So that's going to be a really good test for us. Uh, and then we do play Dallas. I'm not really excited for the for that game in terms of like, oh, like this is a great test or anything. It's more so like, okay, you know, let's see how our defense can handle Luka. Because Luka's been off to a to a yeah. Like he's, what, averaging almost a triple-double right now? Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Celtics have one of the best uh, defenses in the league. I'm wondering how we, what we do to, to try to contain that. Um, but outside of Boston, it's the return of Paul George. Um, part of me is hesitant, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Doc Rivers, uh, worked to Sean Lowry, decides to bring back Paul George on the day he gives Kawhi the day off. Um, <laughs> meaning that people won't get to see him at full force just yet. So I'm tempering expectations just in case that happens because you know people are going to be pissed. <laughs> comes back, it's like, yeah, Kawhi's sitting out this game. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, bet. <laughs> so um, the return of Paul George, I, I honestly feel like it will be seamless. And just based off what we've seen from this team, um, it's, it's they're already really good. With just one, um, with just one of them, like let's not forget Lou Wool, who's making eight mil a season. Um, that's Mister. <laughs> like that man is a killer. Now I'm, you, I'm still pissed the Lakers traded him away. 
it's it's crazy how teams Rockets yeah. too how teams have moved on from him and you know he's still just it's not like he doesn't produce he still produces so um that game is whichever game he comes back is going to be fun to see whether um i believe it'll be seamless but just to see that new element of that added defense that added offensive skill just how much scarier this team can be because at the end of the day right now it's looking like it'll be a clippers versus lakers uh western Conference finals um notice let's get it yeah and that's 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 gonna be crazy i think a team that i'm uh i'm looking at and i don't care what Abraham have to say <laughs> about them, the Minnesota. Well, in his world, the Minnesota Cats. I'll call them Timberwolves. Oh, I, we can end this episode right now. That's I, my. I, well, at this rate, you can you can just log yeah. out. Don't get dropped anyway. Don't get dropped This non dispute. Here, here, here's here's hear me out, guys. No. the Minnesota Timberwolves are. I'm not going to say the for real. I'm not saying the for real. I'm just saying, I'm saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves are looking a way better. Not from a, I'm not not talking about from a playing standpoint, just from a mental, a a clear mental mentality to, to, to compete. Cat looks like he's competitive. Wiggins finally looks like he, if this, he needs to ball out. I mean, people have been slacking on him for so, for so long. And people have been talking about this brother for years. It's like, when are you going to wake up? And so far, so far, he's not going to do it for the rest of the year. But so far, he's been showing up. He put a 40 on him on going to state the other night versus D'Angelo's uh, 50 game. So I uh, I like okay. how they're playing. I'm not saying Abraham. They, they I'm not saying the Grizzlies, though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not, not talk about that. They did. Apparently. <laughs> They did, they did. But as far as the the overall competitive spirit of this team, I I like them just because it's drastically different from last year. And of course, they went through a lot last year, and I didn't get all that. But so shout out, just a shout out to Minnesota. Minnesota. You want to talk about another t- but another team? No, another team I was going to point out was Phoenix. Phoenix is looking looking good. Uh, based off of even losing Aiden for this amount of game, they still look competitive. Booker's balling. Booker's playing like a top ten player in, in the league. Aaron Baines. Uh, Aaron, Baines. Aaron, Baines <laughs> Aaron Baines. All of a sudden, had plays offense. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he all of a sudden has an offensive game. He have, I think it's like sixteen and seven. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> Boy, you average spot for your career. Where did this come from? Baines. Yeah. So. Baines is looking, I don't know why, I, he didn't do that in Boston, so he said, hey, I got some free time, I got some time, and let me shine. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely see what happens in Phoenix. Uh, another team who's been really kind of, they still suck, but the they're Knicks, not I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, we, we trash, we trash, but I, I mean, we they're, the they're trying to get Cole so. Anthony, they're trying to get Cole Anthony. Yeah. Um, A team I'm looking for that I'm kind of disappointed in, but I expect some big things and that's leading into the player I'm watching as we close this episode New Orleans Pelicans need to step it mm. up I, I, they have no for me they have no excuse not to have a few games this week under their belt again this week they're playing the Clippers one of their games is against the Clippers so okay but <laughs> as far as New Orleans Pelicans the way that team is shaped I just don't see why they have the record they do even without Zion but a player I'm watching this week to continue to ball out is Brandon Ingram. I feel like this cat is 
is a monster and he's finally I think he's realizing that oh shoot I can ball out nobody can stop me I'm 6'9 you know what I'm saying I I, it, it, I can see the switch in him and based on him he's developing a better shot because back in the early days all he could do was just slash and you know triple threat drive get to the foul line and one of the intangibles that he's able to do that I feel like nobody's talking about is he's able to get to the free throw line he makes contact he's not scared of the contact he likes the big moments so I I really am rooting for Brandon Ingram. I think he's going to have a big week this week. But I'm also looking for the Pelicans to to be strong this week because I'm really disappointed in them. I'm like, they have no excuse right now. So with that being said, that's another episode of Full Court, po- Full Court Press Podcast. Yeah. Presented by the Craft Factory. We have the In-N-Out Abraham. Yeah. We, have, we have Matt. Thank you. We have... New York Knicks finest fan besides Spike Lee. We got Rob over there on two. Didn't Rob if party he, with the Knicks? It feels like it, honestly. <laughs> he was with was Spike Lee the other night. Look, they man, was chilling, chilling. Listen, all I know is RJ Barrett and Frank Nelikeen. I don't know who this Porzingis guy is y'all keep talking about. <laughs> 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 hey, shout out to no, but shout out to Frank, though. Shout out, he's a clamp. Frank, like, that dude's a yeah. bona fide clamp on defense and should get enough should get some more praise on his defense that dude is, is locking people up this year and he doesn't care who's in front of him he's playing he's not just showing up for just the big game Luca take and some so shots at the end of last night's game so yeah he, he's he's putting on putting some clamps on but if the Knicks win of course of course Rob will be on level 20 the whole episode will be about the Knicks <laughs> and why and why everybody is stupid on betting against yeah. RJ Barrett and I mean no, that's fine. Let's just acknowledge that the Knicks are 0 and 2 against my Celtics. Like as long as that's acknowledged. I'm about to say this. I'm about, I'm about to say this. Look, Knicks beat the Mavs. Knicks beat the Mavs this week. I mean, you might as well write our ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Like, <laughs> uh, book it, y'all. Book it right now. <laughs> on that note, we're signing out. Tune to the next episode. Feel free to hit us up on our email. Uh, the email will be in the description box. Also, visit thecraftfactory.org for all of the podcasts. Diamond Talk is on there. Full Court Press, uh, the podcast is on there. The Fifth Quarter is on there. All of our old episodes, recent episodes, go check it out. Subscribe, leave a comment, review. But until then, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace. No. Hey guys, so when you've listened to the podcast and you hear the title SSAW Live Sports Podcast presented by the Craft Factory, you're probably wondering, what does the SSAW stand for? Well, it stands for Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. It's a huge Facebook group community that only talks about sports all day, every second, every hour. And from there, make sure that you type in the letters SSAW or just type in the full name Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide on Facebook. When you click on it, make sure you put a request in. One of the founders will click on your request and from there you join a huge community that loves to simply talk about sports every day and every second. We talk about a wide variety of things from basketball to football to soccer to everything, you name it, even world wrestling entertainment. Everything under the sun, we love to talk about it because we simply just love sports. So again, it's a Facebook group, a huge community that's waiting for you. Make sure you type that name in and we'll welcome you wholeheartedly. Welcome to SSAW.
right, welcome back, guys. We are back with Full Court Press Podcast, presented by the Craft Factory. We're jumping into the league, and as we know, LeBron is is playing like he on a mission. Kawhi is playing well when he plays. <laughs> is playing like one of the top, one of the top players, top two players in the game. And then there's this huge question of, you know, LeBron or Kawhi, LeBron or Kawhi. And of course, we got to throw in Michael Jordan, and people want to say, "Well, who's the greatest?" and and all of this nonsense. So, the question though is, which player would you want to start your franchise around? We got Michael Jordan and LeBron and Kawhi, and they are starting to be compared. Which, I mean, if I if I had a hot take, I, they're non-comparable, honestly. But since everybody's talking about it, we're just gonna dive into it. Rob, who would you start your franchise around? All right, before I answer this question, I just want to throw a question out to to everybody else who's here on the podcast. Are we setting some type of parameters for this question? Because I was I was trying to analyze it and it's like what what exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about like what era are we talking about? Are we talking about, you know, current era or like And I think that's where the biggest like needle in the haystack is as far as the eras that was my thing i'm like one they're not compared because of the eras i guess you could say that like lebron and Kawhi are more is more of a fair question but when you look at michael it's it's michael that's why it's always so hard to throw mj into the conversation because it's so different right yeah right so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it simple i'm gonna keep it simple just by saying that like if I had to start a franchise, I'd go with MJ just because, you know, I think MJ is the greatest basketball player of all time. But I, I am going to provide, like, some some small, like, breakdown. So while I was looking at it, I was just making some points for each player. So I think that that's a key. Like I said, like, we definitely do have to specify, like, what era of basketball we're talking about. Um, but I think, you know, you go with MJ because MJ, he's undefeated in the finals. He has that killer mentality. And I'm, and I'm comparing them to the two other players that we're talking about. So I would put MJ on a higher level of killer mentality than LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Now, um, Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron might be better choices if we're talking about this current NBA that we're in right now. Um, Because I think that I think that in this current NBA, I think you need less talented pieces, especially how the teams are formulated. Like now, you know, you have all these all these duos compared to a couple years ago Mm -hmm. when it was these trios i think there's there's a a lesser need for talented pieces to put around those players that can complement them um but i think Kawhi Kawhi's advantage is he presents the best combo of offense and defense over mj over mj and and lebron even though mj in his own right was also a great defensive player i think lebron Mm -hmm. presents um across all aspects of offense not just scoring i think lebron probably has the the best set um, in that term, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with MJ, and I think I think that it's it might not be a popular op- opinion right now because I think the opinion of people is easily skewed by what they're actually seeing. So there's a lot of people that will, you know, including myself, where we didn't actually see Michael Jordan play like in his prime and understood what was actually happening. But I'm watching LeBron and Kawhi play in this era, and I understand what's actually happening. So opinion is, is skewed a little bit that way. Um, you know, for the general fan who might not, you know, study the sport in depth or anything like that. 
Um, but yeah, I'd go MJ. But I will say that it, it will be impressive if, if Kawhi is able to win three titles with three with three different teams, which is a definitely real possibility with the Clippers right now. Yeah. That yeah, that's that's the thing to think about because I mean when you I mean if you want to throw in the whole loyalty topic or whatever, but it's regardless right. Kawhi doing this with right. multiple teams, multiple systems, multiple coaches, that's yeah. And I think I, mean, I think one more I, thing that that's, that's crazy. One more thing that you guys can talk about because since I already took the time to talk about it, but since we're talking about franchise starters, we can't just talk about this person on the court. We have to talk about them off the court. You know, marketability and, and yeah. sales and everything yeah. like that. But I'll I'll let these other guys get into that. Yeah, but uh, Abraham, when you when you see these these three and you see their play on the court, like how does that affect? your what you feel as like okay I will start my my team around this particular player well first off um you're not gonna like what I have to say um <laughs> we never do <laughs> <laughs> you know this question I'm just eliminating MJ as an option for me um the reason being is I agree with what you and Rob said um it gets a little messy and people tend to uh get real nitpicky especially when you come to the different areas so i'm just going to eliminate uh mj from the from my list of options and keep it between um lebron and Kawhi. Uh, gibson as just uh, unfriended you gibson just unfriended you right now <laughs> congratulations on the marriage um we're all excited for you we all wish you the best um but i gotta go with Kawhi. the biggest reason i knew you was gonna say some Oh, never mind. <laughs> I knew Excuse it. me, sir. The reason I'm going with Kawhi is just you have to look at his career. Um, he started off more as a defensive, as a defensive uh, specialist, you know. And as the years went on, you start to see more of that offensive prowess. Um, you guys remember a few years ago when that Nike commercial came out about uh, who would win. Kawhi's defense versus Kawhi's offense and people were like yo this is actually a tough question and at first I was like man Kawhi's defense is instant but then when you really look at it you're just like huh like this guy offensively he doesn't force shots he takes efficient shots that he knows he can make he, he his his instinct is just on another level not saying that LeBron doesn't possess that at all LeBron, I mean, he's a he's an offensive juggernaut. But as of right now, I like the better combination of defense and offense that um, I would get from Kawhi. And that's what I would want, especially just his personality. He's just quiet. He's, as, as Lowry likes to call him, he's the Terminator. Who doesn't want a Terminator on their squad, you know? Um, therefore, I'm going to go with the Terminator as my franchise player. Um, it's going to be glorious, and y'all just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, are you gonna go with Kawhi too? I should, right? Because he's—I'm from Riverside, California. He played at at King High School. Um, but no, I'm going with LeBron. I'm going with the, with the other option. Um, is, is it because you're a Lakers fan? Like we just—I just. I just <laughs> Establish the uh, the the potential for bias here. No, no, not because I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, no, partly he. I mean, he's playing insane right now, though. Um, leading the Lakers seven and one. 
but no, I like I, LeBron. What's this? Year seventeen. His injury history. Um, I'm a pastor, so I'm a prophet. I, I already knew LeBron was not going to get injured. So Kawhi, Kawhi's already he's, he's injured. And, you know, wait, going, wait. What? When did you make this prophecy? Before uh, last season or after last season? Way, way, way before, way before. This was like so. After last season. <laughs> No, LeBron was just taking some time off. He was just in he was just, he was just vacationing. He wasn't really hurt. He was he was enjoying LA, just waiting, oh just waiting for AD to come. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Pray the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll just wait for AD. Um, but no, I like his offensively. I love LeBron. I would if I'm building a franchise, I'll add like Pat Bev. And some of those those defensive guys around LeBron, um, I like his size and his strength, his speed, just the way he gets to the basket. If we're looking at LeBron from when he's been in the NBA all the way through, nobody wants to get in that way. Of, he's like a train. Um, and just watching him now, the way he shoots, it's um, it's incredible to watch the way his shot has gotten so much better uh, from when he entered into the league. Um, yeah. And his, we got to look off court too, and on court his leadership ability, uh, the way he leads, the way he gives to the community. Um, I, I took all of those in factor. Uh, so let me just say this: Kawhi will never be, in my opinion, will never be a player that I would start my franchise around. Here's why. And this is why your and, team and this, would fail to is, my team. This is. <laughs> And this is, oh, we're not, we're not going there at all. We're not going there. Um, my franchise will thing, definitely destroy your franchise. Let's, let's run it. 2K. Thing, oh, my God. This is about to be a side episode. Um, <laughs> one intangible. Well, I'm sorry. One thing that I think separates Kawhi from LeBron greatly is there's one intangible that I notice. And LeBron has a knack for pouring or teaching other players on the fly. And I have never, ever seen, and if he doesn't practice, fine. In his private time, fine. But Kawhi does not have the mindset to say, oh, let me run this by him, or let me tell him, or let me teach him this, so I don't have to do this. LeBron... From, from Cleveland all the way till now, I've seen him be a player of, yes, great talents, great court vision all the way. And that's another way, uh, reason why I vote for him as far as, yeah, just I'll start my team around him and he can give you 10 assists easily or more. But his intangible to correct or teach or pour into other players in the in game adjustments, I don't see Kawhi ever do that. So, and I think Kawhi relies more on chemistry more than vocal ability to teach or to say, hey, let me put you to the side and teach you something. It's he needs chemistry versus LeBron can teach you something. And if you get it, we're good to go. And I think even that's what you're seeing right now with the Lakers. So for me, I say LeBron is the perfect player to start your franchise around because of that intangible loan. Yes, we can point out the, the passing. Yes, we can point out the, the physical abilities. I mean, yeah, he's 6'8", 250 at least. But when it comes to being able to teach other players, I, I can't. I, 
if Kawhi had that, I would probably go with Kawhi too, honestly. Because Kawhi got Kawhi Kawhi has the defense. Kawhi has the 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 smoothest on this offensive game. Um, he's poised, he's clutch, he he has it all. But that's the one thing that I think separates him from LeBron. And I don't know if Kawhi will ever get that. I don't know if Kawhi will ever grow into that. But I just I, that that to me separates LeBron from everybody else. Now, of course, MJ. MJ is MJ. I will pick him any day of the week. But because if it was LeBron and Kawhi, I got to go LeBron for that. Here's my thing, though. Um, yes, LeBron is definitely a more vocal vocal presence. But there are all there are different kinds of leaders. You know, Kawhi is more of the silent leader. And um, I don't know if you noticed, if you saw, like, week one uh, of the season, Yvonne Zubak had talked about that, saying that, oh, y'all don't see that Kawhi talks a lot. In public, y'all don't see that. But in private, he's always teaching. He's always encouraging. He's always just giving words of wisdom. So mm-hmm. for me, that's the that's the type of leader I want. Someone who's who's not vocally, like, all up in your face. Who's not like, oh, right there. But someone who gets it done behind the, behind closed doors. It's like, look, this is what we need to do. And every, I feel like I would mm-hmm. rally more around that because this is a guy who's about business, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I like my leaders to be more uh, quiet uh, in public, but definitely talkative in, in private, which is what Kawhi is, um, opposed to a leader like LeBron, who essentially lays it out all, all there. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not my style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, everyone's saying Kawhi can win with his third team, but so can LeBron this year. LeBron can win with his third team as well. Yeah. So it's. I mean, you can go with either one, um, and that's something that's always going to be up for debate. Of course, eras play a big factor. That's why ultimately MJ is that goat because he played an era where the fouls today were not even fouls at all. Like you can get punched in the stomach and not be foul; it won't be a foul. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it was rough, and he played through that. And players today don't play through anything as well as they did back in the day with MJ and, and all those boys. So, you know, it, it's it's going to be a continuous discussion, and but we'll see definitely if LeBron or Kawhi can get that third ring. E- either way, it'll still be impressive. But as we look into the upcoming week of the NBA altogether, we see some teams that are, are rising. We see some teams that are catching us by surprise, you know, shots in Miami and Phoenix and, uh, you know, players that are balling right now, Kyrie Irving and Dame Lillard, each went for uh, over 50. Uh, no, not Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell, excuse me. D'Angelo Russell went uh, over 50. They still lost. Um, and then you have injuries. <laughs> they still took a L. They still took Yeah, so they, they have... How, but side note, how crazy would it be for the Warriors to tank, get the number one... number? Three pick at least, and come back with Clay Thompson, Curry, their top pick, and Draymond. That's I that's mean, that's stupid. That's <laughs> how you retool. <laughs> like, that's how you retool. That's, that's how you, how you, you do it. Competitive right there. Exactly. Take a year funny. off, come back, <laughs> <laughs> boom. That's crazy. But we got we're going to another week of some jam packed games. Uh, Lowry suffered a fractured thumb. So that help that does not help the Raptors at all. But Siakam has been balling his contract out like no other player I've ever seen. Uh, 
Bagdanovich is coming to form with Utah. Conley's look like he's starting to wake up with Utah now. Giannis is still Giannis. That that Laker defense is looking ferocious. Let's go. And Paul George, but Paul George is coming back and it's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be so, interesting how he fits. I think he fits just fine <laughs> with that with that team. Honestly, to be honest, I think Doc Rivers is gonna work his 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 teams and he, he's gonna fit well. And I think him, Paul George, seeing the team play without him in it, I think helped Paul George to see where he fits. That's scary. Keep so, in mind, Billy Donovan made Paul George and Russell Westbrook work. So yeah. I have the utmost confidence in Doc Rivers to get it done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rob, if you're still there, uh, <laughs> he's napping <laughs> after that here. Knicks party last night, <laughs> Mr. Two. Um, so looking at this week, give me your one big take for this next upcoming week. I mean, the thing I'm paying most attention to this week is something we were talking about is Porzingis' return to MSG. Of course. Yeah. That's 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 the big thing for me. I mean, there's there's a lot more stuff going on around the league. You know, I think I think in terms of the league as a whole, I think it's been really exciting to see so many uh contenders, even even though it's still early, but mm-hmm. so many actual contenders for MVP. Like you have guys who are like like you said, like Siakam, who I wasn't who wasn't a guy that I was necessarily sold on. Um, you know, you have a lot of guys putting together impressive performances. I am I am a little worried, you know, it's still early in the season. A lot of guys, um, based on the positions that they're in, whether it's due to injuries or the positions that they're in in certain teams, a little of the stats are inflated, you know, for a little, uh, a yeah. little of, the, of the role players. Like, you have a guy like Marcus Morris for the Knicks who's almost averaging 20 points a game, you know. like Which so is crazy, yeah. Right, because he's essentially the number one scoring option at the moment. Um, but, you know, yeah. and we're getting great performances from rookies as well. You know, RJ, John Moran, um, Nunn, yeah. like, and we're, and we're still waiting on the debut of Zion, you know, when whenever that eventually yeah. happens. So it's a lot of things to look forward to. But I will say I am looking forward um, to the return of. I will be at that game. I will be there. Um, 25% cheering, 75% boom. <laughs> so, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and and uh, well, how do you, how do you feel? Just a side question: How do you feel RJ RJ Barrett is is doing? Like he's 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 looking steady. Yeah, it, like it's not like he's standing out or blowing up, but he's just he's steady, and that's honestly, from my take, like like that's all you can ask for right now. Right. That that's the thing with me, man. It's like you don't have to. I don't set high expectations for people. So I think if you, I think if whatever you did in college, if you stay steady to what your numbers were, I don't know if anyone can ask more from you, at least not your rookie year. Like I think RJ's averaging like 17, 18 points a game. Last last night was a weak yeah. game for him offensively, you know, scoring wise, but um, he did play good defense in certain key moments. He was uh, rebounding the ball. And the thing that I like most about him is to be honest, his frustration. Like the kid wants to be great. There were a lot of moments in that game mm-hmm. where he'd go up for a layup or a play wouldn't go his way, and you would just see it in his face, his body language, that he has this tremendous, like, tremendous amount of frustration. And you had some of the veterans on the team, you know, being like, "It's all right, man. It's all right. Like, shake it off." So, you know, R- RJ, I think, I think has that killer mentality where you know things aren't going his way, and and I think he's going to do everything he can to to be successful on the Knicks. Yeah. Uh- 
Matt, who are you, what are you looking at this week, this upcoming week? Yeah, I went a little different. I just wrote down three games I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this week, uh, three matchups. Uh, the first one is Monday, Dallas at Boston. I don't know why I, I like watching this. Uh, these two um, guys from Dallas, Porzingis, and, and how they're going to come yeah, off Darks. of that Knicks win. Whoa. Or the Knicks loss, I mean. Mm-hmm. Knicks loss, Knicks loss. <laughs> <laughs> Against Boston, who's fun to watch. So I think that will be a fun game. On Monday, the Lakers week is we for the oh, it's it's a glory. Today's gonna be a glorious day. Oh, look at that! Today's gonna be a <laughs> don't, glorious don't be day. fooled though. Matt's making these points all decked out in LeBron gear though. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure. he got the LeBron Lakers, Lakers, suit on Lakers, right now. Lakers got a Lakers got an easy win tomorrow against the Raptors. I'm not scared of Siakam. Oof. Um, <laughs> Siakam <laughs> dropped sixty and get a W, boy. Um, Clippers Rockets on Wednesday. We're gonna have. We should have Paul yes, George back, right? That was one. Paul yeah. George. He will either be back for that game or the um Portland game, I believe, because that they're on a back to back, so it's one or the other. Yeah. Hopefully, it's this Clippers Rockets matchup. Uh, you get Westbrook, Harden, you get George and Kawhi and the rest of the Clippers team. So I think that'd be a really fun game, especially if we can get two healthy rosters going at it. Um, mm-hmm. that could be really fun. And then Thursday, um, I, this was the this was the one I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that one. The Nuggets and Nets, um, I think, mm-hmm. could be a good matchup. I think Kyrie can. Uh, I want to see Kyrie and Jamal Murray go at it. Um, I would love to see that. But yeah, Nets Nuggets. Those are three games that I looked at all the games this week. I was like, those are the ones that stick out to me the most. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking at that Clippers Rockets game. Uh, Paul George should be back. I, I really want to see what Harden. Where's his mind at? I want to say I want to know where Harden is at right now because his he his he's not shooting the ball well at all. That team just doesn't look together. They look they're playing like they don't have any identity, no fluidity. Defense is shot. I just I, I really don't know who they are right now. So we'll definitely see. Of course, you got the Spurs. Who are quiet as usual, quiet, but they they just keep it steady. So we'll definitely see. Abraham, um, who is who are you looking at, and what or what teams are you looking at this week? Did Abraham, go again. Oh, go out. It says he's in here. Oh, oh there no, we go. he's gone. Oh, he's gone. There we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he made those uh, jokes. Um, man, Anchor really don't care, you know? Anchor don't Abraham. care about Abraham, man. Who is Abraham? No, he's about to say oh, something crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, he's like crazy. So, I'm going to say it again. Anchor, you're going to have to roll with me. I am a Boston Celtics fan. As a result, what yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to is actually next weekend when we start our West Coast road trip and we go up against the Clippers, we go up against the Nuggets, we go up against Golden State, um, Phoenix. However, since that's in time for the next episode, um, I'm looking forward. We play the Spurs. That's always that's always a good team to, to match up against. Um, like you said, see, so the Spurs, quiet, getting it done. So that's going to be a really good test for us. Uh, and then we do play Dallas. I'm not really excited for the for that game in terms of like, oh, like this is a great test or anything. It's more so like, okay, 
you know, let's see how our defense can handle Luca because Luca's been off to a to a yeah, like he's what averaging almost a triple double right now. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Celtics have one of the best uh, defenses in the league. I'm wondering how we, what we do to, to try to contain that. Um, but outside of Boston, it's the return of Paul George. Um, part of me is hesitant, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Doc Rivers, uh, worked Sean Lowry, decides to bring back Paul George on the day he gives Kawhi the day off. Um, <laughs> meaning that people won't get to see him at full force just yet. So I'm tempering expectations just in case that happens because you know people are going to be pissed. <laughs> comes back, it's like, yeah, Kawhi sitting out this game. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, bet. <laughs> so, um, the return of Paul George, I, I honestly feel like it will be seamless, and just based off what we've seen from this team. Um, it's, it's they're already really good with just one, um, with just one of them. Like, let's not forget Lou Wolf, who's making eight mil a season. Um, no. that's Mr. <laughs> like, that man is a killer. Now I'm, you, I'm still pissed the Lakers traded him away. It's it's crazy how teams, Rockets, too, how teams have moved on from him, and you know, he's still just. It's not like he doesn't produce. He still produces. So um, that game is, whichever game he comes back is going to be fun to see whether, um, I believe it will be seamless, but just to see that new element of that added defense, that added offensive skill, just how much scarier this team can be. Because at the end of the day right now, it's looking like it'll be a Clippers versus Lakers uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, notice. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's going to be crazy. I think a team that I'm uh, I'm looking at, and I don't care what Abraham has to say <laughs> about them. The Minnesota, well, in his world, the Minnesota Cats, I'll call them Timberwolves. Oh, I, we can end this episode right now. That's I, my. I, I, well, at this rate, you can you can just log yeah. out. Because <laughs> <ain't no laughs> he'll get dropped anyways. He'll get dropped anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this non spewed. Here, here, here's here's. Hear me out, guys. No. The Minnesota Timberwolves are... I'm not going to say the for real. I'm not saying the for real. I'm just saying... I'm saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves are looking a way better. Not from a... I'm not, I'm not talking about from a playing standpoint. Just from a mental... A, a clear mental mentality to, to, to compete. Cat looks like he's competitive. Wiggins finally looks like... He, if this, he needs to ball out. I mean, it, people have been slacking on him for so for so long, and people have been talking about this brother for years. It's like, when are you going to wake up? And so far, so far, he's not going to do it for the rest of the year, but so far, he's been showing up. He put a 40 on him on Golden State the other night versus D'Angelo's uh, 50 game. So, I, oh, I okay. like how they're playing. I'm not saying... Abraham. Let's not talk about that. They did, apparently. They did. They did. But as far as the, the overall competitive spirit of this team, I, I like them just because it's drastically different from last year. And of course they went through a lot last year and I get all that. But so shout out, just a shout out to Minnesota. Minnesota. You want to talk about another team, another team, no, another team I was gonna point out was Phoenix. Phoenix is looking looking good. Uh, based off of even losing Aiden for this amount of game, 
They still a competitive. Booker's balling. Booker's playing like a top ten player in, in the league. Aaron Baines. Uh, Aaron, Baines. Aaron, Baines oh Aaron Baines all of a sudden had plays offense. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he all of a sudden has an offensive game. He have, I think he's like sixteen and seven. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> Boy, you average spot for your career. Where did this come from? Baines. Yeah. So. Baines is looking, I don't know why, I, he didn't do that in Boston, so he said, hey, I got some free time, I got some time, and let me shine. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely see what happens in Phoenix. Uh, another team who's been really kind of, they still suck, but the they're Knicks, not I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, we, we trash, we trash, but I, I mean, we all they're, the they're trying to get Cole Anthony, they're trying to get Cole Anthony. Yeah. Um, A team I'm looking for that I'm kind of disappointed in, but I expect some big things, and that's leading into the player I'm watching as we close this episode. New Orleans Pelicans need to step it mm. up. I, I, they have no, for me, they have no excuse not to have a few games this week under their belt. Again, this week they're playing the Clippers. One of their games is against the Clippers, so okay. But <laughs> as far as New Orleans Pelicans, the way that team is shaped, I just don't see why they have the record they do, even without Zion. But a player I'm watching this week to continue to ball out is Brandon Ingram. I feel like this cat is is a monster. And he's finally, I think he's realizing like, oh, shoot, I can ball out. Nobody can stop me. I'm 6'9". You know what I'm saying? I I, it, it, I can see the switch in him. And based on him, he's developing a better shot. Because back in the early days, all he could do was just slash and, you know, triple threat, drive, get to the foul line. And one of the intangibles that he's able to do that I feel like nobody's talking about is he's able to get to the free throw line. He makes contact. He's not scared of the contact. He likes the big moments. So I I really am rooting for Brandon Ingram. I think he's going to have a big week this week. But I'm also looking for the Pelicans to to be strong this week because I'm really disappointed in them. I'm like, they have no excuse right now. So with that being said, that's another episode of Full Court Pot. A full court press podcast. Yeah. Presented by the Craft Factory. We have the In and Out Abraham. Yeah. We, have, we have Matt. Thank you. We have New York Knicks finest fan besides Spike Lee. We got Rob Did it Rob party he, with the Knicks? Yeah, yeah, like, it, like, it, it feels like it, honestly. <laughs> he was, he was with Spike the other night. But they man, was chilling, chilling. Listen, all I know is RJ Barrett and Frank Nelikin. I don't know who this Porzingis guy is y'all keep talking about. <laughs> 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 hey, shout out to, no, but shout out to Frank, though. Shout out, he's a clamp. Frank, like, that dude's yeah. a bona fide clamp on defense and should get enough, should get some more praise on his defense. That dude is, is locking people up this year. And he doesn't care who's in front of him. He's playing. He's not just showing up for just the big he games. He made Luca take and some so bad shots at the end of last night's game. So, yeah, he, he's he's putting on putting some clamps on. But if the Knicks win, of course, of course, Rob will be on level twenty. The whole episode will be about the Knicks <laughs> and why and why everybody is stupid on betting against yeah. RJ Barrett. And I mean, no, that's fine. Let's just acknowledge <laughs> the Knicks are zero two against. My Celtics, like as long as that's acknowledged. I'm about to say this. Oh, I'm, about, I'm about to say this. Look, Knicks beat the Mavs. Knicks beat the Mavs this week. I mean, you might as well write our ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Like, <laughs> bet it, book it, y'all. Book it right now. <laughs> On that note, we're signing out. Tune to the next episode. Feel free to hit us up on our email. Uh, the email will be in the description box. Also, visit thecraftfactory.org 
for all of the podcasts. Diamond Talk is on there. Full Court Press, uh, the podcast is on there. The Fifth Quarter is on there. All of our old episodes, recent episodes, go check it out. Subscribe, leave a comment, review. But until then, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Oh. Hey, no matter the platform, we thank you for tuning in to the Full Court Press Podcast presented by The Craft Factory. For more information, head to thecraftfactory.org or head to our Facebook page, the SSAW Sports Community page. If you've got any questions, feel free to email us at fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com. Look out for the next episode, but until then, peace.